This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where we keep setting records for COVID-19, and the governor keeps saying stop focusing on all those new cases. Some of these um, things we've seen over the last eight days, I know the media say, oh, this is record case. It's basically been the same. I mean, yeah, when we do 85,000 tests, we're going to have more. We're doing 40,000 tests, we're going to have less positives. But the percentage has been pretty consistent. There have now been more than 206,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Florida, an increase of 60,000 in the past week alone. The number of fatalities is at least 3,880, an increase of more than 300 over the past week. Governor Ron DeSantis is determined to continue reopening the state for business and tourism, and he says theme parks in central Florida are taking so many precautions they'll probably be some of the safest places in the state. But officials in South Florida are headed in the opposite direction. The mayor of Miami-Dade has issued an emergency order effective today, shutting down dining rooms and gyms to try to halt the spread of coronavirus. Today on Sunrise, we'll sample some of the best things to come out of the COVID-19 crisis, namely parody songs. Remember Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover? There must be 50 ways to catch corona. 50 ways to catch corona. You just go out to eat, Pete. Hang out at the pub, bub. Hands don't need to be clean, Gene. Hey, just listen to me. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and check in with a couple of Florida men. One robbed a pizza guy and pooped his pants when he saw the cops. The other pushed an 86-year-old man out of an elevator in the name of social distancing. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, July 7th. Florida outdid itself over the holiday weekend. The health department reported a record number of new COVID-19 cases on the 4th of July, almost 11,500. Then there were more than 10,000 new cases on Sunday, and we followed up Monday with more than 6,000. Now, if you look at the increase in the number of new cases, Florida appears to be the epicenter of the outbreak in America. So Governor Ron DeSantis wants the media to stop paying attention to that number. He claims these are not really new cases and may have been around for months before they were discovered during testing. For every case that's documented, there are many more infections that have actually occurred. We only diagnose a small fraction of the total number of infections. So if you uh, are at 5% positivity and you test 50,000 um, and then you test 100,000, the positivity stays the same, yeah, you'll have twice as many tests come back positive, uh, but it's not really evidence that it's more prevalent. Uh, when you are seeing the positivity increase, more people out of whatever amount you're doing testing positive, you know, that's an indication uh, of the positivity increasing. And so some of these um, things we've seen over the last eight days, I know the media say, oh, this is record case, it's basically been the same. I mean, yeah, when we do 85,000 tests, we're going to have more. We're doing 40,000 tests, we're going to have less positives. But the percentage has been pretty consistent. Let's ponder that for just a moment. The governor pretty much acknowledged that the virus never really subsided before the state reopened, and there are far more cases that have yet to be discovered. But instead of focusing on all those new cases of COVID-19 that have turned Florida into a pariah state, Governor DeSantis would prefer the media concentrate on the overall fatality rate, which does make Florida look better compared to other states. But if we're supposed to take comfort in the fact that only 3,880 people have been killed in Florida so far, maybe it's time to find a metric that's a bit less gruesome. The president didn't help much over the weekend when he said COVID-19 is harmless for 99% of the people who are infected. Even Governor DeSantis, who was following the president's playbook, didn't know what to make of that. But he tried to minimize the danger and was called out by reporters during his press conference at the Villages Monday. 
Well, I think if you look, so you saw, I, I'm not sure exactly what he meant. Um, you know, in Florida, the case fatality rate is under 2% now, um, which is much lower than a lot of these other states. Now, obviously, you know, if you don't die, some people have nasty illnesses and hospital stays, and we shouldn't minimize that. I mean, obviously, we're focused, number one, on the fatalities, the old, the, old, uh, the, the care homes in those areas, um, so you do that. But I do think if you look at the infections on top of just the cases, which may be 10 times as many, you know, the, the, the rate of lethality is much lower in an infection fatality rate than a case fatality rate, and it's something, I mean, even the CDC has said 0.26%. I will say, though, for the people that are testing positive at the highest rates in Florida, those 20-year-olds and the 30, by and large, they're presenting very mild or asymptomatically, and that's obviously a good thing. Um, it, it's it's good thing in terms of the health outcomes. Now, it makes it harder to contain the spread because if this was SARS-1, I don't even think you were contagious until you were really ill. And so you'd get ill, you could isolate, and you really could stop it. Here, most of the people who have it under 50 are not exhibiting symptoms or very, very minor symptoms, not enough where they would want to go seek Governor, medical it attention. It sounds like you're, well, the president's trying to minimize. No, no, no. I, well, I'm not minimizing it, but I, but I think we should also have proper perspective. When we went into this, you know, there were people saying that, you know, 20-year-old was just as at risk as a 90-year-old, and that's just not factually true. We know where the risk is. We know who the comorbidities that are impacted. We've got data on this now. We know who the folks uh, who are more vulnerable who need to be protected. So it's a very serious thing, um, and I don't think he was trying to minimize it, but, I mean, clearly we, we viewed it as serious from the beginning in January when we were monitoring it. Uh, but at the same time, when you hear news about cases, I just think that should be put in the proper context and perspective that the number one age for cases in Florida is 21, and if you're 21 and you don't have significant comorbidities, your, your fatality rate is pretty much zero uh, with that. And so that's, that, that's good to me. That's comforting to know when you see the cases that it's affecting folks who are less likely to see clinical consequences than some folks. Uh, and I've said this before, even before we start to see more cases. You know, from a clinical perspective, a thousand cases under the age of 30 is going to be less significant than 50 cases in a long-term care facility. That's just the way this virus uh, works. It's very much dependent on age and on the comorbidities. The governor was also asked if the spike of COVID cases would cause him to halt or delay the reopening of theme parks in Central Florida that attract huge crowds. The answer was an emphatic no. The theme parks have been doing great. I mean, Universal, if you look at what they're doing, and that's, I think, the lesson is, you can do, you, we have to have society function. You can have society function in a way that keeps people safe. Uh, and when you have the, all the different uh, uh, procedures that they have in place, uh, people are going to be, it's a safe environment. Disney, I have no doubt it's going to be a safe environment. I think that where uh, you start to see the spread is just in social situations where people let their guard down, usually at like a private party or something like that. You know, that's kind of what we've seen. So, But I think that the folks who put a premium on safety, that's showing you that you know, we're able to handle this, have society function, we still want people going to work, uh, but do it in a way that you take some basic precautions. And so I'm really impressed with what Universal's done, um, and I've, I've looked at Disney's plan. I mean, it's very, very thorough. On Friday, Democrats in the state legislature sent a letter to the governor asking him to issue a statewide order to use protective masks in public. 
Once again, the governor declined. He will recommend masks, but he will not make them mandatory. I know as, as things kind of changed a little bit at the end of May, beginning of June, you know, there were a lot, you saw a lot more large gatherings, you saw different things. Um, and, and I don't know if maybe people thought the social distancing, you know, it's kind of yesterday's news. It's, it's important to continue doing it. Uh, and so we're really pointing out the best way you can protect yourself, but particularly protect our most vulnerable and, and, and slow the spread is to avoid closed spaces, uh, crowded places and close contact settings. And sometimes that can be all three. I mean, if you're at a, at a private party inside uh, an air conditioned house and you guys are, people are shoulder to shoulder and you're talking over music or something, you know, that is gonna be an uh, incredible vector for transmission. When you're in closed, in closed spaces, particularly with air conditioning, uh, you're going to see more uh, of, of transmission than you would if you were in, uh, even if you're inside, if it's a little more spacious, and certainly, obviously, if you're outside. Um, but the social distancing is important because if you do it, you know, you're not going to get infected if you're maintaining the appropriate distance. Now, we've also said now since May that, that if you can't social distance, you know, wearing a facial covering can cut down on the transmission, uh, we believe some, um, but it's not in lieu of social distancing. If you can social distance, you still want to do that uh, because that's the best way to prevent infections, whether you infecting somebody else or somebody else infecting you. So those closed spaces, crowded places, and close contact settings uh, really are what makes uh, this thing uh, spread. Instead of imposing a statewide mandate, the governor says he'll leave that decision to local officials, and that's what's happening in Miami-Dade County. Mayor Carlos Jimenez has ordered gyms to close and restaurants to shut down their dining rooms. As of today, it's takeout and delivery only. Last week, Jimenez ordered the closures of casinos, movie theaters, and strip clubs while mandating masks in most public places. The Lake County Commission is considering a letter and a resolution today that would advise the governor the county has reversed course and really doesn't want to house that statue of Confederate General Edmund Kirby Smith after all. That artwork has represented Florida in the National Statuary Hall at the U.S. Capitol for nearly a century, but state lawmakers decided to replace it with a statue of educator and civil rights leader Mary McLeod Bethune. The Smith statue was then slated to move to the Lake County Historic Courthouse, but commissioners appear to have, well, let's just say a change of heart after the events of the past couple of months. Maybe they've figured out that when people across the country are toppling Confederate statues, it's a bad time to add one. Next up on Sunrise, a musical tribute to coronavirus, with Florida taking the lead. Just call it art imitating life. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. Florida Hospital Association members are safe, ready, and equipped to care for all Floridians. As our hospitals resume elective procedures, ensuring the safety and well-being of our patients, employees, and communities remains our first priority. Contact your local healthcare provider for information on visitation policies, access restrictions, and how to get needed care safely. Please visit the Florida Hospital Association at fha.org/covid for more information. Welcome back to Sunrise. During my many years in radio, it was the parody songs that kept me sane. No matter how crazy things got, there was always a tune by Weird Al Yankovic or in the Dr. Demento collection to chase away the blues. So when I start to feel the COVID is closing in and there's no escape, I turn to the internet. And these are a few of the gems that have helped me cope with my job of chronicling the insanity that is 2020 in Florida and the rest of the country. One, two, three, oh! Florida opened up, baby.
I really hate to give such attitude Furthermore, I truly hope my social distance isn't rude But I'll repeat myself At the risk of virus in my food There must be 50 ways to catch corona 50 ways to catch corona You just go out to eat, Pete Hang out at the pub, bub Hands don't need to be clean, Gene Hey, just listen to me Breathe in the sneeze, Louise Don't worry about that moist breeze Just touch on your face, Grace Share a ciggy with me Just look at the world around us People coughing everywhere You don't want to catch this virus So you got to stay right here In quarantine From COVID-19 It's way more clean Now germs can't come near you Take it from me Out on these streets you cannot play Cause you must stay to meet us away Self-isolation helps save the nation In quarantine medical danger you can get from a stranger then you have to go locked down when the world has got covid things are scary and horrid then you need to go locked down yesterday i could drive around to any place and i could shake your hand or touch my face and i had pure Yesterday, suddenly, I bought way, way too much rice and beans. Your toilet paper's now a currency, and we're all social distancing. Where I like to go, I don't know, I couldn't say. Binge watched every show cause stores have closed since yesterday yesterday all my kids could go outside and play now I'm their teacher and don't know what to say public school just yesterday Spoonful of Clorox makes your temperature go down. Your temperature go down. Temperature go down. Just a spoonful of Clorox makes your temperature go down. It's the latest COVID craze. 
supposing we hit the body with whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. A politician who distracts has very little time for facts. The scientists he's hired are perplexed. While Dr. Burks is about to barf and hang herself with her own scarf, he diatribes and recklessly prescribes. Sounds, sounds interesting to me. That some pledge on your pancakes makes coronavirus pass. Coronavirus pass. If it gives you gas, try some bleach in your beer and shove a flashlight up your ass. Heal yourself with UV rays. Oh, 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 do not fear, but please stay here. Stay at home now, everyone. We must wash and clean things well. Cars no longer such a fun. Don't let COVID virus spread. Isolate yourself at home. See your friends online instead. That's the healthy way to do. Not fear, but just stay here. Time to all self-isolate. Wash your hands, use lots of soap. Don't go further than your gate. Social life must stay online. Keep two meters clear of me. Watch TV, drink lots of wine. That will kill COVID-19. Cough in your elbow, wash your hands with soap. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego, baby why don't we go? Cause we can't We're in quarantine In our own Corona homes That's where you have to go to stay away from it Nothing's making sense, no more friends, no more basketball kids are home from school, it's raining too, and I'm losing my mind My, 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 Corona My, 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 Corona I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper That's just a taste of what's out there. If you want more, head for YouTube, search for COVID parody songs. You will not be disappointed. Your calendar of events begins at 9.30 when the Florida Public Service Commission meets to take up a series of issues, including a plan that could lead Gulf Power Company to eventually recoup coronavirus-related costs from its customers. Once their regular meeting is done, the PSC will then hold a hearing on a proposal by Duke Energy of Florida to speed up decommissioning work at the Crystal River nuclear power plant that was closed in 2013. The Revenue Estimating Conference meets at 2 to analyze the financial effects of legislation. Congressman Charlie Crist holds a telephone conference call meeting at 6 with Pinellas County seniors to talk about COVID-19. And the Tallahassee Bar Association is hosting an online forum at 6 p.m. for candidates running for public defender and for two circuit judge positions in the second judicial circuit. That's Leon, Jefferson, Wakulla, Gadsden, Liberty, and Franklin counties. 
Finally, once again, time for the continuing adventures of Florida Man, or in this case, a couple of Florida men. A 72-year-old Florida man is accused of battering an 86-year-old Florida man to ensure social distancing. Surveillance video from inside the elevator at Portofino Towers in Miami Beach shows 72-year-old Nakam Gross pushing another senior as he tried to hop on the elevator. Gross is charged with battery on a person 65 or older, but his attorney says it was self-defense. He was simply defending himself and his wife. They were already on the elevator, and there's a two-person limit during the COVID crisis. Finally, police say a Florida man who robbed a pizza delivery guy pooped his pants and then ran home to his mom when he realized authorities were after him. 30-year-old Brent Bessian is accused of stealing $10 at gunpoint outside of Domino's in Lake County. When he spotted deputies headed to his house, Bessian dropped a deuce in his dungarees and told his wife to head for his mom's place so he could tell her goodbye. Then, when he went home to face the deputies, his wife turned him in for robbing the pizza guy and said she was a victim of domestic violence. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.